This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. AstroCast is poured for you by Carbach Brewing. Get highlights, interviews, the latest news surrounding MLP, and your Astros. Brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Looking up. See you later. Into the Landry's Crawford boxes. Subscribe to AstroCast. Expecting a great season with this Astros team. The official podcast of the Houston Astros. It's going to be a lot of fun the whole way. Today, the Houston Astros wrap up their three-game series at Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida, against the Tampa Bay Rays. Astros looking for the sweep after a 3-1 win over the Rays yesterday. Jose Urquidy, seven scoreless innings, struck out five to get the win. Yuli Gurriel had a two-run single as the Astros have won their last two and five of their last six. Rays have dropped three in a row and seven of ten. Astros 15-12, and 12, that puts them in second in the AL West, a half game behind Oakland, while the Rays have a record of 13-15, and 15, that's last in the AL East, four games behind Boston. Let's take a look at the pitching matchup, and it's brought to you by the official health care provider for the Houston Astros, Houston Methodist Leading Medicine. It's Christian Javier on the mound for the Astros today. He's coming off his longest outing as a professional uh, at least at the big league level, seven scoreless innings to get the win against Seattle on Tuesday. Yeah, in all told, three last games for Javier, 17 scoreless innings, so he's pitching as well as he ever has at the big league level. He was third in the rookie of the year voting last year, and everything's working right now. He, he's commanding. He's getting ahead. He's throwing those four-seam fastballs that it's invisible at the top of the strike zone. And the slider and the curveball, because of that fastball, are wipeout pitches, opponents hitting under 100 off both of those. Meanwhile, Rich Hill, left-hander for the Rays, got off to a slow start to the season, but coming off a, a really good outing, his best of the year against Oakland on Monday. What I see over there, is that another left-handed starter? <laughs> 17 in the Astros' 28th game this year, they faced a left-handed starter. It's just ridiculous at this point in all three in this series. And, and once you start seeing them over and over and over, I think your offense gets a little better. You start seeing uh, a lot of these pitches come at the same, the same spots and, and doing some of the same things. Hill's a little bit different. He relies on that curveball a lot. We saw him sell out for that curveball about midway through his career. He's been around the league a long time. Those uh, almost 45% curveballs uh, doesn't get real deep into the ball games. We know that. So expect about four innings of Rich Hill. you got to get him early. We'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this. Welcome back. Time for Keys to the Game brought to you by Honda. Racing today for a great deal on a Honda at your Greater Houston Honda dealer. Well, you know, I look at this Rays lineup, Steve, and what jumps out to me is all the left-handed hittings. There are only two batters in the lineup for the Rays that are not switch hitters or left-handed hitters. We saw the Mariners try to do something similar against Javier in his last start, load up on left-handed hitters. Lefties do have better numbers against him, but, uh, I mean, Javier still threw seven shutout innings. So when he's when he's good, it doesn't seem to matter a whole lot. Yeah, listen, I, I don't want to question the, the Tampa Bay Rays analytics. They're, they're brilliant, and they, and they do a great job at what they do. What you don't realize sometimes is that a pitcher gets really used to same-sided hitters and you start getting into a really comfortable feeling out there because you're starting to use some of the same pitches over and over and uh, you start to get locked in. So without going back and forth from righties and lefties, I think that enables the starting pitcher, the opposing starting pitcher, to get more comfortable early. 
Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros general manager James Click. But now this from your local station. Subscribe to AstroCast. Joined by Justin Verlander. Lance McCullough. Michael Brantley. Tons of interviews. Alex Bregman. Carlos Correa. Follow your favorite team. We definitely love playing in front of our fans in Minute For the H. <laughs> AstroCast is poured for you by Carbach Brewing. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Astros general manager James Flick as the Astros look for the sweep at Tampa Bay against the Rays. And uh, I don't know if you know this, James, but the Astros have really struggled to win games at Tropicana Field. This is only going to be the third series they've ever won in that ballpark. Apparently, you're the secret ingredient. We're not really sure coming over from Tampa Bay, but you have to be pretty pleased overall with the way this team has played over the last week and a half. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's me, if it's, uh, you know, having Oda Rizzi here, having Stanek here, uh, you know, obviously there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of movement, um, but uh, taking the first two games was critical. Uh, we just can't let up. Uh, we've uh, we still got to keep climbing. Uh, we can't can't let a getaway day uh, relax us a little bit. But, uh, you know, the guys will go out there and try to get a streak today. So on Friday, Major League Baseball released uh, that there were nine teams that are either close to have reached 85% threshold and are fully vaccinated or have reached 85% threshold. Everybody's gotten their second shot and will be fully vaccinated after the, the two week period is up. Uh, where are the Astros in regard to that? And, and, and are you guys, I would think you guys are much closer than you were the last time we spoke. Yeah, we're continuing to, to get closer to it. We're optimistic that we are going to get there. Uh, the guys have been awesome. Uh, they've, they've been really good about um, asking a lot of questions uh, and our team doctors and our team trainers have been really good about providing all the information for everybody to make the right decision for them. Um, you know, speaking personally, like I got my second shot just over two weeks ago. Uh, I'm not uh, I'm not part of the tier one, 85 percent. We don't need to get in the in the weeds of the tier one, tier two. But, um, you know, we have a lot of guys that uh, that are getting it. Uh, and again, we're optimistic we're going to get there and get there soon. So now the alternate sites are done. Uh, minor league seasons are going to start here Tuesday for a lot of clubs. I know Sugarland is going to start on Thursday. How does that kind of change things, especially in terms of call-ups and things like that? Uh, I'd imagine, I mean, obviously a lot of the guys who are going to be in Sugarland were already at the alternate site. Yeah, um, it hopefully will be kind of like getting back to normal, where if we have a roster move that we need to make, uh, we have somebody just hop in a car and drive over from, from Sugarland and, and be active the next day. Uh, we will still take a taxi squad with us on the road uh, for the foreseeable future. And so they've actually added a AAA taxi squad, uh, where when, when we've got five guys on the road with the big league team, then uh, AAA gets five guys uh, that, that become active. So, um, but, you know, hopefully it'll be like normal again. Uh, sometimes we're going to have to fly guys in from Alberta Albuquerque, uh, which is where Sugarland opens, uh, but having them 22 miles away uh, is going to be a huge help uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff. You mentioned that taxi squad, so teams will still be able to do that if they choose. Uh, I, I have to think that's a that can be a bit of a tricky balancing act because you obviously want guys to play and get reps at AAA, but by the same time, by the same token, you want to make sure that you're covered at the big league level in case there are injuries or things like that. Yeah, exactly. And and we are uh, working on getting guys work while they are on the taxi squad so that they're not just sitting around for, you know, six, seven, 10 days on, on a road trip. Uh, and it can be good for them to get some exposure to the big league club, see how these guys work, see, you know, how they prepare for a game and that kind of stuff. But yeah, the lack of at bats, the lack of, of innings, while they're on the taxi squad is something that our coaches are working hard to make sure that is not a detriment to them while they're continuing to try to develop. Now with the minor league season starting, uh, obviously they're going to have their, their share of protocols 
but I mean, first of all, it's just good news that there is going to be a minor league season and uh, not just for the Astros, but for other teams as well, because that allows you to co- compile data and scout and, and things like that for, for all the other organizations that play these players that in many cases, no one's seen play in, you know, a year and a half. Yeah. And all the guys that got drafted last year, we haven't seen mm-hmm. any of them. So, I mean, the most important thing is that, that baseball is getting back and life's trying to get back to normal and, you know, fans will be able to go out uh, in these towns across the country and, and see their players and, and get back out there and, and enjoy it. Uh, it's obviously great for us to get the guys out there, get some real development going. I uh, can't say enough good things about the group in Sugarland and all the work that they did and put into that stadium. I, I went over there last week and visited uh, Thomas Bell took me around. He's been, you know, chairing the whole thing and coordinating the whole thing. It, it's great. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to get out there, watch some games, uh, get down to Corpus, you know, get to our facilities out there in Fayetteville, see everything in Asheville. Uh, they've done a lot of work out there in Asheville as well, trying to get it ready. It's just, it's a, it's a huge effort, and it's going to be really great to see it pay off. So Luis Garcia is going to get another start for the Astros in New York in the upcoming series against the Yankees. Jacob Rizzi can be activated from the IL here in a few days at that, that forearm issue is the hope that Odorizzi's back in the rotation on the, the next homestand, which starts next weekend. We're going to see how he continues to respond. Uh, he's throwing flat grounds uh, here at the trop today uh, out to certain distances, and we're going to continue to monitor him and see how it goes. But so far it's been nothing but good, but good news from, from Odo. So uh, having a guy like Garcia uh, and obviously, you know, a guy like Emmanuel who came in after Odorizzi when he had to come out of the game, it allows us to take our time. Uh, there's no rush to get Odorizzi back in there because we have these other guys who could step in and, and fill that void. Uh, but obviously we do want to get him back out there as soon as we can. So we'll see how today goes and we'll make a call about, uh, about actual return once we see that. Do you think Odorizzi might need now? I mean, it's been a while since we've said this, but do you think he might actually need a minor league rehab start? It hasn't been discussed. I don't think it's something that you will need. Uh, you know, normally when you need a minor league rehab star or two, it's you, you've been down long enough and you need to get built back up. Uh, this is basically just like skipping one start uh, really for, for Odo. So hopefully he won't. But um, again, we'll see how he comes through today and make that call. Joined by Astros general manager James Click before the Astros wrap up their three game set uh, in St. Petersburg against the, the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, you got Andre Scrub back. On Friday, obviously, that was huge. He actually got into the game uh, the day he was activated, Friday night. Uh, Anoli Paredes is someone who uh, I know is someone you're hoping to have back after the, the injury to his side. What's, what's his status right now? Well, he was supposed to go yesterday, uh, but he got rained out down there in Corpus uh, with all the weather. Uh, so he's, he's doing a, a one-inning sim game today. Uh, we'll see how he comes through that, but, um, you know, hopefully next homestand, maybe, uh, we'll, we'll see him at some point in there. Uh, he's progressing very well. Uh, we just got to go through a couple more, a couple more checks and he should be back here. When it comes to relievers, I know with scrub, when he was working his way back, Dusty Baker talked about, you know, wanted to get him a back to back before you got him up to the big leagues. Is that, would that be the same with Paredes and with relievers in general, obviously, uh, since that's often how they're, they're used. Yeah, it's always a question because uh, we like to not do that too often at the big league level. Uh, if we can help it, uh, just keeps guys fresh uh, for 162 games. But there are some times when you have two games in a row where you really need them. Uh, and so that's that's something that we will continue to talk to our trainers and our coaches about. Sometimes we feel like it's necessary, uh, but sometimes it may be just a need on the on the big league roster that. We'll do the back-to-back up here, uh, but if we do, we have to be just careful about it because you can't control the environment up here quite like you can in a, in a rehab start where you're doing those. 
Now, Brent Strom spoke earlier this week about Framber Valdez and seemed very pleased with his progress, uh, talking about Framber being ahead of schedule. Uh, is he at the point now where, where he's facing hitters? Where are kind of the next steps for him? Yeah, that's coming up very soon. Uh, he is uh, doing bullpens right now where he is throwing all of his pitches, which was uh, another key step for him just to make sure that the finger was healed enough that he could put the pressure on the baseball uh, to, to throw all the pitches. So the fact that he's done that and come through that and uh, and it's looking good. So we're going to move on to uh, to live BPs. Uh, and then the next step after that is, is rehab starts and, and building up the inning. So he's uh, he's he's really amazing. Uh, I, I'm really happy every time I get the reports because he continues to push and continues to, to heal very, very quickly. Anything new on uh, Austin Pruitt and, and Josh James? No, they're still progressing. Well, uh, you know, they're both kind of going through spring training for them. Uh, and uh, Josh James is, is building up uh, Pruitt's a little bit behind him, but uh, you know, hopefully sometime, uh, I think early June was the last calendar we saw for, uh, for Josh James uh, and, and prove it, like I said, just a little bit behind him, but, uh, it'll be, it'll be nice to get both those guys back out there and start to really get this bullpen up to full strength. You know, looking at the minor league rosters, uh, that the Astros released the other day, one thing that that stuck out to me was looking at the, the roster for Corpus Christi. Uh, now Jeremy Pena obviously is going to be out and could miss the year, uh, with the wrist injury that was requiring surgery. Uh, Pedro Leon, I know you've talked about playing him at shortstop. He's been mostly an outfielder before this. Uh, he was listed as an infielder on the, the Corpus Christi roster. With Pena out, is it safe to say that Leon may play some more shortstop than maybe you anticipated? I don't know if, if that affected it terribly too much. I, I think coming into the season, we anticipated Pena getting a lot of time uh, in, in AAA. And we wanted to, you know, again, keep in mind, Pedro Leon's been in this organization for all of about three months at this point. So, uh, you know, we need to get to know him. We need to get him acclimated to playing in the U.S. and, and playing, you know, ball over here. And so the fact that he's able to to stand at shortstop and, and play at shortstop is something that is exciting and we want to explore it. But at the same time, you know, I don't think we had any designs on having him go to AAA uh, where Pena was slotted in. So the, the hope was to get both of them a lot of playing time at shortstop. Uh, the fact that Pena uh, was hurt and, and had to have surgery is obviously frustrating for, for him and for all of us. But, um, you know, he's in good spirits and, and he's going to get out there and, and get after his rehab. And, you know, hopefully we'll see him back out there before the end of the season. Now, obviously, there are going to be plenty of protocols in the minor leagues. But beyond that, uh beyond the, the, the COVID-19 stuff, is there going to be anything different with what we see at the minor league level with the Astros, whether it's staffing or points of emphasis or anything like that? No, I don't think so. But obviously they are trying out quite a few different rules uh, at the different levels just to kind of see how that would affect, uh, you know, second order, third order consequences of those rules. Because anytime you make a change to the game that you, you can sort of anticipate what that rule might do, but there's always going to be downstream consequences, right? If, if you have an automatic strike zone are, are all catchers going to change the way that they receive pitches to try to throw batters out, is that going to reduce stolen bases? So uh, there, there will definitely be some of those kind of things that they're testing out down there. And, and I'm interested to see how it affects the game of baseball and, and how the guys react to it. That's going to be kind of interesting too, because you mentioned the rule changes and there are different rule changes for each level. So it's almost like when you look at guys at different levels, you almost have to keep all these different things in mind. And I can imagine I might get a little confused, like, wait, what are they doing at low A? What are they doing at high A? That sort of thing. Yeah. And fortunately, the roster is a little bigger now that they've made the changes to the minor league structure. So guys won't be going up and down levels quite as often as they have in the past for, to cover for short-term injuries and things like that. And so 
hopefully you won't have too many guys that, you know, get used to the bigger bases and then have to go back to the normal size bases, or they get used to having, you know, one throw for pickoffs and then having to go to a different league where there's another one. So, uh, you know, all of these things are, are yet to be seen. Um, but it'll be, it'll be fun to get out there and kind of see again, how they, how they switch things up. All right, James Click, Astros general manager. Thanks for joining us. And, and hopefully you watch a sweep today. Appreciate it guys. Hopefully we do the one, two. Antetugo grounds it sharply into the shift, back in it by Altuve in short right. One hot throw to Gurriel is in time, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros hold off the Tampa Bay Rays, winning this one by a final of 3-1, to one, and they've taken the first two games of this three-game set at Tropicana Field. Questions for Astros manager Dusty Baker. Chandler Rome. Who are you listening to this morning? Uh, Isley Brothers. I know you heard of them. Uh... Sort of. No. Sort of. <laughs> Either you have or you haven't. You know what I mean? So all right. I'm gonna give you a sort of I'm gonna give you a sort of answer. Okay. <laughs> um you got any regulars that are gonna have off today, given the off day tomorrow? Uh no. No, we we going we're going full throttle today. And because uh, we had a I just gave an off day the other day to Yuli and so we're gonna try to you know, complete this sweep and, and then then give all we got today, all hands on deck, and then going to New York. I know, uh, I know he's been just having to go on the IL a couple of times, but from what you've seen from Alvarez in the outfield, are, are you encouraged? Are you, I guess, um, what have you seen from his work out there? And, and in an ideal world, assuming he's healthy, how much would you like to play him out there this year? I, I don't know. This depends. It depends how, how our outfield situation is. I'm not in a real hurry, but I see him working out there. Um, you know, uh, we got, I think we got to get a little deeper into the season. Uh, you know, he's working out there. He kind of has one speed, though. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, he's kind of a one-speed guy unless he has to turn it on on the bases. I haven't seen him really turn it on in the outfield. So we were – We'll, we'll worry about that when we get there. Mark Berman. Dusty, I promise you, I've heard of the Isley brothers. Oh, I know you have, man. Trust <laughs> me. Trust me. So, uh, when, Jordan, when Jordan comes to the plate, oftentimes his stats through his first 100 games and all that are constantly brought up. What have you thought of what he's done as such a young player, things that either haven't been done or rarely been done? Mixed in there were games, guys like DiMaggio and – Brayu and stuff like that. Oh, I, I I don't know any of those stats that you're talking about, DiMaggio or, or you know those guys. Um, just you know, let him be himself. Don't don't make any comparisons. You know, like in my mind, he's not he's not right yet, stroke wise. You know, um, uh, he's hitting the ball out of the ballpark a lot in bad practice. He's not hitting out of the ballpark <clears throat> in games yet. He, he has a bunch of near misses. So that tells me that he's not, you know, um, I mean, it's hard to be a hundred percent May the first, you know what I mean? Uh, stroke wise. Uh, so, uh, you know, the more reps he gets, the later gets in the season, the hotter the weather gets. You know, like uh, I anticipate him getting hotter. And so, uh, I mean, he's a big body guy. He has a good stroke, but it takes, you know, the big body tall guys longer to 
find their timing than it does, you know, the, you know, the, the shorter statue uh, players. Uh, That's what I found. But, you know, the leverage guys like him, but when they find their stroke, then they can carry you for, you know, a month. So um, we just try to chip in with whatever we have until, you know, our really big boys start swinging it. You mentioned the other day that building our playing in is the best home field advantage you've seen since the old stadium in Minnesota. What do you think about what y'all have done in potential to get a suite? Well, I mean, you know, the, you know, most of us done, you know, pitching wise, we've been pitching and, you know, uh, we're like yesterday, we scored all our runs in one inning, but like I said in the, in the post game show, you score most of the time, the team that wins scores more runs in one inning than the other team does the rest of the game. And, um, <clears throat> um, you know, we would like to sweep here because we've been in a position to sweep you know, the last two series. And so, uh, but, you know, they squeaked it out on us. So we'd like to, you know, sweep this one because we're in a position to sweep. You know, how many times are you in a position to sweep? And so, you know, we got to get that killer instinct where where you got to, you know, try to put them away because not often are you in that, you know, position of, of put them away. And my former teams, I would always stress, which I haven't stressed here yet, about the importance of, of getaway days, you know, which I call them. The getaway days are days when you're about to go home. Dusty, you mentioned with Alvarez, you know, he's not hitting the ball out of the ballpark, but that, that's kind of been your, your whole lineup. Um, I think you've only got two home runs since since last Sunday. I guess, why do you think that is? This is a lineup that's got a lot of power in it. Well, you know, things go on streaks. Maybe we're getting good pitching. Maybe they're not. You know, all pitches are, aren't home run pitches. Especially when you when you're facing a lot of sinker slider guys, you know it's hard to elevate the ball sinker slider guys. But the important thing is not hitting the ball in the ballpark. The important thing is winning games. And uh, uh, you know which one would you trade? Would you trade off, you know, winning games and hitting home and not and not hitting homers, or would you rather lose games and hit some homers? You know, I mean, preferably uh, I like both. But uh, I'll take winning games uh, first, you know. So, uh, you know, plus I think some of it has to do we're facing a lot of lefties. You know, I mean, lefties, I, I know when I was playing, I probably hit more homers, you know, per at-bats on righties versus lefties because lefties, you know, they, they, they split the zone. They sink it away, throw change-ups, down and in, breaking balls, which aren't really home run pitches. I know when I was facing lefties, I try to hit them in the right field. So I get a lot of hits, but uh, the righties would, would try to come up and in, or they would hang a breaking ball. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's tough. You know, hitting homers off a of, off a of lefties. How many did we face? Like five out of six lefties. I think today is the 16th lefty starter you'll face in the first 28, 29 games. Man, that's a lot. You know what I mean? That, I mean, that is – I didn't think there were that many left-handed people in the world. There used to didn't be many left-handed people. But now it seems like there are lefties everywhere, you know? I mean, but they got like three or four here. They got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in the lineup. You know, I mean, 
you know, things go in, in cycles. Sometimes you can't find a lefty and other times there's lefties everywhere. So I think, I think part of that is, you know, facing left-handed pitcher. You know, most of them aren't power pitchers. Most of them keep you off balance, which is where most of your power comes is, is staying on balance. And uh, I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, I got one more. Um, you know, yeah. we, won't, we won't get to talk to you before Tuesday when you guys get to Yankee Stadium. Um, yeah. What sort of reception are you expecting from that environment? And um, how do you feel like your guys have handled the road environments that are? Well, I think they've handled it well. I mean, you can't expect to get, you know, uh, very warm welcome. You know what I mean? Probably be rather cold welcome, actually. And but you know you can't do anything about that. Uh, like I said the other day, there's only four or five guys here that were even there, you know, when the when the whole thing happened. And so um, you know, are, are are people booing the person, or are they booing the uniform, or are they booing the organization? Because like I said, most of the guys weren't even weren't even here, you know, including myself. So it's like. You know, what you're going to do, you can't control what people do. You can only control what you do and how you feel. Okay, questions for Jordan Alvarez. Chandler. Hi, Jordan. Good morning. Um, I saw uh, you and Aledmus were talking to a Rosarena uh, the first day of the series. Um, how well do you know a Rosarena, if at all, and kind of what were your impressions of, of what he was able to do last year? I played with him a little bit in Cuba, so I, I've known him – uh, from a while back and uh, obviously what he did last year was amazing. Uh, I always knew that he was a good hitter. Um, so I wasn't completely surprised, but it was impressive to see him play last year. Mark Berman. You were on, uh, Dusty says, I'm talking about your swing. He thinks it's not quite there yet. You've had a lot of near misses, which tells him it's not quite where you want it. But then again, it's only May 1st. How do you feel about your swing and how close you are you to, 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 to being where you want to be? Uh, I'm obviously always working on my swing. I'm also working on just being a little bit more confident on my swing decisions and making that decision on when to swing versus when not to swing. Are pitchers pitching you a lot differently that's, that you're having to adjust to this year? How do you do that? It's pretty normal, you know, they're, they're trying to beat me and I'm trying to beat them and we're just doing what we do against each other. So I don't think it's anything in particular. How have you felt about your, your work in the outfield? And ha have you and Dusty and, and, and the coaches kind of figured out a, a plan for maybe when you would get to play some defense? Uh, no specific plan with Dusty right now. You know, um, I think we talk about it a lot and uh, – Dusty understands what it feels like to be coming off of a surgery and still building up. So uh, no plan right now, but. Jordan, I don't know that we've asked you about this lately, but you know, it's often brought up when you're playing that the, the, what you've done has rarely been done or never been done. And you, you're, the, the statistics are mixed in with guys like Joe DiMaggio and Ted Williams and Jose Abreu. What have you thought about all that stuff? S super happy. I mean, you know, when I come off the field after a game and, I check my phone and I have family members or friends send me things and tell me of accomplishments that I've had on the field. It's, it makes me extremely proud and happy. All right. Questions for Jose Altuve. Chandler. 
Hey, Jose, um, when you uh, when you go into a game like yesterday, kind of scuffling a little bit at the plate, you were one for your last 17. You swung at the first pitch of the game. Is that something you do usually when you're in a slump, swing at first pitch to try to, to try to you know, break it? No. How do you decide when – how do you – like, you are, you are a first pitch swinger, though. You like to swing at a lot of first pitches. I guess how do you decide when that's the right thing to do? It just depends on – the pitcher, the game, situation, just a lot of factors. How are you feeling overall kind of with your swing and, and your approach since you've gotten back, uh, since you've gotten back from the COVID? Yeah, I feel better every day. Uh, you know, just trying to put the ball in play, trying to, to get on base like I always do. But, you know, I, I feel I have some room to get, to get getting better. Mark Berman. Say, what do you think about the way the team is playing now that y'all have put yourselves in the last couple of weeks in position to get uh, three sweeps and you have a chance to sweep here today? Yeah, we, we're really playing good, obviously. Uh, great defense, offense, pitching overall. I think this is the thing we are. We have to continue to do this. Keep winning games is very important uh, for us. Have you been surprised by the lack of power you're winning, but not hitting a lot. The team is not hitting a lot of balls out of the park like you like you normally do. Yeah, sometimes you win games with homers. Sometimes you win games without homers. You know, in the end, what is like I said before, it's really important for us to win games. It doesn't matter if we hit homers or not. We got to, You know, we're not going out there trying to just hit homers. We're going out there with a plan and winning games, and that's what we're doing. Chris Gordy. Jose, just uh, your thoughts on uh, the young guy, Christian Javier, going today. He's been uh, outstanding for you guys so far this year. What, what have you thought about him? Yeah, that's the kind of guy he is. He's, uh, he's amazing. His stuff is amazing. Fastball slider mix is it's really good. So it's a great guy to, to play behind. And, you know, we, we trust him, and I know he's going to do good today. Jose, um, what sort of reception do you expect going into Yankee Stadium? And how do you feel like the team has handled uh, playing on the road this year? Well, we have we, we can think about tomorrow. We got a game today that is very important for us. Like I said, we play one game at a time, and uh, we, we need to go out there and win today and then think about tomorrow. Chris Gordy. Jose, just uh, wondering your thoughts on, on Yuli, how uh, obviously last year wasn't wasn't a great year for him offensively, but he's been electric this year. What, what have you seen from Yuli this year? He, he has a lot of talent. You know, he he can hit. We all know that he's been playing great overall. Uh, you know, I think he's going to have a, a great year uh, offensive-wise and, and defensive. And, you know, I think we all ruin for him. He's, he's, he's a great guy, great teammate, and hopefully he's going to keep playing good. Uh, Jose, I'm going to ask you the same question in English, just for, for everyone's benefit. So I was telling you that we were talking to Alenis Diaz before, and he was saying that at times you guys have been really tested on the road in terms of the fans. Does it make you want to focus more? Is it harder to focus when you have a really passionate fans like there are in New York? I think we're, we're just trying to play our game. We're trying to win. You know, sometimes, yes, yeah, you hear what, what the people in the stands say, but, uh, you know, once in a while, that's, that's kind of like encouraging me to keep, keep winning games. Is that hard to do, Jose? Because I, for example, I'm not a professional athlete. For me, it would be really difficult to do. Is that hard to do to focus on what you can control? You know, I think you know, sometimes it's hard, but it's what we need to do to win games. And I think we, we're learning how to do that. We're staying together as a team, and, and that's, that can be the key for us.
Thank you, Jose. Gracias. Mark Berman. Jose, what have you thought of the pitching you've got the last two games from Lance and, and, and Jose Rikidi? No, they're both great. Uh, Lance's stuff looks amazing right now. Rikidi, and his timing gesture was, was outstanding, and it's two huge game for us. AstroCast is poured for you by Carbock Brewing. Get highlights, interviews, the latest news surrounding MLB, and your Astros. Brought to you by Carbock Brewing. Looking up. See you later. Into the Landry's Crawford boxes. Subscribe to AstroCast. Expecting a great season with this Astros team. The official podcast of the Houston Astros. It's going to be a lot of fun the whole way. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.